The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's been a long day. Grab a cold drink and step into the man cave. Your hosts, Ray Austin and J.D. Harris, are getting the discussion together, so it's sure to be an exciting hour of fun and talk. We want to hear from you, too, so get ready to speak your mind. We don't judge here. Now your hosts of The Man Cave, J.D. Harris and Ray Austin. Yo, yo, yo! Wake up! In The Man Cave, my boy Ray mess around and got some Ebola uh, or something else. You know, it could have been going back to those days in college in Tennessee. You know, what happens in Tennessee stays in Tennessee, Ray. Uh, But anyway, uh, this, wow, it's amazing all that's going on here in Arizona this week with the Super Bowl. And if you go back to our week one, you can hear where I predicted it would be New England versus Seattle. Uh, But it's just with the uh, Waste Management Classic and Pro Bowl, I mean, this place is just absolutely crazy. So we don't have Ray here, but what we do, who we do have in here today that's always here and kind of the backbone of this operation we call here uh, the Man Cave, we got my boy Kev. Kev, go ahead, get some love. What's up, man? How you doing? Man, I'm doing, doing, doing <laughs> well. Got, got a little neck, neck pain, but I'm I, doing I, well. I, you'll, I know, that's tough, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah, Phoenix has turned into this explosion of uh, just parties, I guess you could say, you know. It's funny because I was watching the uh, ABC TV channel we have out here, and uh, they had the party patrol, the ABC 15 party patrol. Oh, wow. They're going around to tell you all about the great parties that you're not invited to. <laughs> I, I, I plan on sneaking on into a couple parties if I feel better. Yeah, well, I hope so. Yeah, you should be able to. Yeah, well, I can't get in one of those parties though. Well, you, know you might, you might with your credentials. One of the parties I'm talking about getting into. But why don't you tell everybody our fan base about yourself and what you do? Yeah, right on. I've been in uh, radio for about uh, 15 years now, and I uh, worked for ESPN Radio affiliate here in Phoenix, Arizona, for a few years, and uh, that's kind of where I get my sports background. But uh, I've done some radio also on the music end. And I do, I'm an aspiring comedian. I do uh, stand-up comedy. You do stand-up comedy? Uh-huh. Oh, I got I to gotta talk <laughs> to you. My brother is a stand-up comedy. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, right. yeah, he does some stuff. Where at? Uh, in Chicago, Bay. Oh, nice. uh, I actually had him do something here a few years back with uh, Brubman from the fifth, fifth floor okay. from Martin. Oh, nice. Uh, and Honest John. And, uh, okay. So, I know yeah. those names, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. On. yeah man, but, I, I mean, the music. What are you, Barry Manilow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not that way. I mean. Okay. I, I'm just making sure. <laughs> I, I tan easy, man. Uh, I know I Barry Manilow. I mean, look, who doesn't like Mandy? Who doesn't like, you know, I think it looks like we made it. No, nothing. Doesn't inspire you at all. <laughs> it inspires me to <laughs> like I'm going to my final resting place. <laughs> no, uh, my the music I worked for station wise it was an alternative rock station uh, focusing on independent artists. Uh, new, you know, what I like to say is tomorrow's music today. Okay. Um, they let me play around with it here on the Voice America Network on Saturdays. So for a little cheap plug, I do a show called uh, Going Global with Gas Man every uh, Saturday from 
one to three, and I focus a lot on the uh, local music scene here in Phoenix, Arizona, and artists uh, from around the world, really. Oh, that's what's up. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah, and I have comedians, too. Okay. Now, <laughs> tell about what you do here. Okay. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to brag about you. I want you to brag about yourself. All right. So basically, the <laughs> idea of what we do, or what I do, and, and uh, the uh, four other engineers that I what my job title is. Um, if you watch the TV show Frasier, remember mm-hmm. Super Frasier? We're we're like Roz. Okay. Okay. We're on the other side of the glass, making the show run, and and give, you know making sure you go to break on the right time, and when we close out the show, playing the music or any of the other clips you like, uh, we're we're that person. So he keeps us in line. But yeah. <laughs> uh, getting get into the uh, festivities that's going on, uh, I had I was fortunate last week to go to the Pro Bowl. Nice. Met up with my boy, former Chicago Bear and Can- uh, Canadian football player Todd McMillan uh, and Frank Sanders, Arizona great. Uh, we watched the game. I don't know <laughs> if I – I wish I could get that time back personally. Pro Bowl – I mean, it was one of those on a bucket list. Oh, okay. But it's not even a game, though, is it? It's tag. <laughs> You're right. Okay, that's a good call. I mean, yeah. I think I would have been better off going to the Celebrity Flag Football <laughs> Saturday than – Than that game. Than that game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think some of those guys on the uh, flag football – Dante Cole, Pepper, Doug, Flutie, those guys are going to be out there with something to prove still. Right. Whereas these dudes was like, I'm trying to save my pay, you know, my paycheck, well, like Brent Grimes' wife. Okay, but let's get real, okay? All right, the game's at the end of January. The next se- part of the season doesn't start till August. So you're going to have plenty of room to, to heal up. So I think they should play a little bit harder. Well, the NFL tried to make it more incentive with it, uh, and that's part of the thing with – you know, even making the, you know, testing out the goalpost and uh, trying to make the cash incentive a little bit more. But let's be real. You're, you have the, you had the player fantasy draft on Wednesday. Right. So. Did you like that? It's good in theory, but to me, you need cohesion. If you want a good product, that's not the way to go. Right. Unless you do it way early. And I still, I'm still one for the Pro Bowl being after the Super Bowl. Okay. Was it before it would be, was it after it was, right? For, yeah, for, for many years. Right, yeah, okay. Until the last, like, three or four years. Right, right. They moved it beforehand. So yeah. what's the benefit of that? Just well, that, that bye week to make sure we're still, you know, still fed, feeding, fed the, art, right. feeding the beast. And, and that's one of the things. So in Hawaii, you look in the stands, there's you, me, you, me, me, you, <laughs> us. Whereas here, that son of a gun sold out. Right. And you saw all those jerseys. Of different teams being represented, and right. it, I mean, it was a packed house. Like nosebleeds were going for like two hundred dollars. Yeah, it's just a showcase game. Is what it is. Yeah, but so the NFL, they like to make that money. Right. So they're going to continue it because it's like, wow, you had some local guys, you had you know that played. Right. And it sold out right before Super Bowl, so you didn't have to get another stadium. You pretty much had a prelude to what's to come Sunday. Uh, from a security standpoint, I thought that was bad. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm curious on why they didn't use another field in a sense that, I mean, yeah, because you're using the same field for the Super Bowl a week later. Yeah, that seems like a, uh, a lot of double work. Uh, yeah, I didn't feel you like... You should have used ASU. Well, you could have, yeah, you could have gone somewhere else, a bit more fun, a bit outdoors, you know, a lot more, I don't know, I just think they could have utilized it better as opposed to putting everything, because I mean, Glendale is losing money. 
everything from what they say. I saw an article. Yeah, they're, they're, they're losing money. No one wants to stay in Glendale. Everyone's going to downtown Phoenix. Everyone's going to, to Scottsdale. So why not move one of those Pro Bowl games to somewhere in that well, area? Well, here's the thing, too, with Glendale. Had they built more parking space right. where and had the hotels uh, let the booking, you know, blocked out the book, booking, right. Glendale would have made money. Right. I mean, Glendale should be making money. It should be. And it, they'll do it like the next time they'll have the casino open uh, and all the stuff that's going there. Right. It, I mean, in that area, they just have to partner up with the other cities and get it done. Right. Well, and the, the story I saw was from last week anyway. So, I mean, that was before even this, the Pro Bowl was played. So now we have – we're in the middle of the week. So everyone's coming into town now. So who knows? I mean, I'm sure we'll be singing a different tune. Yeah, and – that's the thing. When you're, I've been out and about like last night. I had the opportunity to go to um, the uh, retired players uh, gathering, where like uh, Michael Haynes and Andre Reed were. <laughs> you know, Michael Haynes was right, there in his yellow jacket. Names. I remember these names. Yeah, you know, <laughs> nice. you're seeing them. Uh, Larry Centers and uh, Jerome Daniels that played for the Cardinals and Frank Sander- Sanders again, and a lot of other guys. I don't know their names, which. <laughs> probably buffoons me because usually I'm one that knows a lot of guys' names. Right. But it was good. And even like artists like C.C. Penison and stuff like that. So you're just seeing uh, a lot of people and a lot of interaction. Uh, it's, it's a good vibe. It's, it's fun. Great yeah, vibe. Yeah. It's just tougher. like, I mean, because you know you're getting yourself into this big, huge pile of people no matter where you're going. I mean, it's a huge event. And it's going to be packed. So how do you – Tell the average person, hey, you should come down and hang out. It's tough, isn't it? I mean, no, well, I don't think so. No? I think I think it's a great opportunity because it's like all these different things where there's free events. Right. Uh, ESPN has their whole thing where you can go out there, and I was fortunate to get out there and uh, talk to Ryan Clark and Ray Lewis and Ryan Tannehill and just seeing the behind the scenes, even though we're – like involved in the industry right. and then been on the other sides of it. But from a production standpoint, I just thought, wow, it's great. And people could see it and you'll see probably me in the background. I wasn't acting crazy. <laughs> uh, but, you That's know, neat. but yeah, it, it, especially for kids. I, right. Like this is the part where I wish that my family lived here uh, for my <laughs> nephews. Yeah. Oh, man, my nephews would have just been football overdose. Right. <laughs> I mean, because they're giving away all kinds of things. Uh the the food the vin, uh, vendors are everywhere. Right. I mean, you every parking lot is taken over by something for a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's an amazing event. I mean, that's what they're trying to do. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, I've uh, never really experienced the whole thing. Even the last time I was here in town, which was what about two thousand eight? Okay, two thousand eight. Um, I stayed away from that whole area. <laughs> really? And I grew up in L.A. We always had the Super Bowl there every five years, whatever like that. And I just always avoided it. It's just, you know, it's one of those things. I just, for me only, you know, and I love football. Don't get me wrong. I love football. I grew up a big, huge football fan. But, um, I mean, unless I have a ticket to get in, I just don't feel like I want to go there. It's weird. I don't know. That's me, though. Yeah, I went, went, 2008, I wasn't living here at that time. I actually went over there because I wanted to see the stadium finally being done. Uh because I saw it like when they were in the process of making it and walked around, went to the NFL, like basically the Play 60 event right. or, or NFL experience, which okay. now is downtown. Um, so it's a lot different now living here and like, man, and everything is kind of the good and bad is all scattered all over. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, but I guess. 
that's good for everybody across the valley because the valley is it's big. It's big. Right. Uh, and just imagine, like, downtown isn't prepared for anything more than what it has. So it's kind of like, you know, like in the World Cup. Like, when the World Cup comes into the country, they're all over the country. There's Like, when we had it here, there was games in Seattle, L.A., like, you know. So here when you're microcosm it down to a small city or a city like Phoenix, here comes the Super Bowl. That's like a World Cup in a sense. All these events for two weeks are splattered all around the valley. Exactly. And, yeah. and, well, now, the good thing is, there's some good storylines to me with this uh, Super Bowl. You have Russell Wilson, which from the beginning, when he was coming out of Wisconsin, when I was doing a show with Darnell Autry. Oh, nice. <laughs> right before the draft. And Darnell can uh, cooperate the story. I said, Russell Wilson will be the still of the draft. He will have a better career than those other two. Nice. And I was like, he'll have a Super Bowl ring faster. And Darnell was like, you got you got a crush on this guy. <laughs> I was like, I don't get down like that. <laughs> but I will say he's everything that you will want. Right. I mean, the con- consummate professional. Um, he knows this more in, than just football. Right. And then you pair him up with a Marshawn Lynch who I am loving him. You know I'm here today. <laughs> You know I'm here today. He was like, I'm here, so I won't get fined. Nice. Thanks for asking. Thanks for asking. <laughs> you know, I mean, and then you have Tom Brady. <laughs> I have a cold. <laughs> I have a cold. Uh, let the air out of my ball. I'm sorry, my throat. You know. Right. It, you're just not buying the Patriots this year? I Look, I mean, I, I, you're, uh, you might be watching too many State Farm commercials when it comes to Russell Wilson. <laughs> no, but I, I, I agree with you. I'm, I No, I totally agree with you. He is a solid – his demeanor on field, his demeanor off field, it's very professional. It's very unique to see someone like that who's that young to be, um, I guess, so good at what he does. You know, and to, to receive all that accolade and still be kind of at least what it seems down to earth and everything like that. Yeah. But – I mean, I don't know, man. If they play the way they did against the Green Bay Packers, they're going to lose against the Patriots. See, I don't see, foresee it being that way um, with a, a, against the Patriots. One of the things is this young man doesn't get shaken. I mean, you go back to the Packers, four interceptions. Most guys, most coaches is yanking at quarterback. Right. And most young quarterbacks can't persevere. But you're talking about a guy that went from another D1 school to a primarily running school, Wisconsin, and became captain in spring ball. He beat out the former starter and took over it and not only took the position and took starter. So it says a lot about his character. Uh, but as a team, I think that it, anyone that ma- – I think Seattle matches better with New England than anyone else in the league. And the reason why I say this is this is how you get Tom Brady. You, ru- you pass rush four. You have Cam Chancellor, who's a huge defensive back that can line up and play with Gronkowski. He's one of the few guys in the league that can actually match up. And then you have Sherman and everybody else balling. The only thing is the passing game. If they can have a consistent passing game, then I think it's not going to be as nice as people think. But talk about the Patriots having a good passing game. Uh, no, Seattle. Okay. If they're consistent, right? Doug Baldwin and them. You I just, mean, they're not as strong in that in that aspect. You know, losing Percy Harvin was big for them, right? Because you lo- you lost a vertical threat. You know, I liked when I've coached, uh, being a coordinator. I want a guy that can take the top off the ceiling. That's what we call it. Those guys that can run 
and ma- make safeties uncomfortable so they're not looking down in the box. They're ready to rock and roll. Right, right. Um, I don't know, man. I uh, I mean, I like Seattle. I, yeah, because you have, now you have two weeks to prepare for a, a team again. I think it will match up well. Um, I think they were caught a little flat against the the Packers uh, when they won. But, yeah, their defense was just totally keeping them in that game. I think Packers made a few mistakes that, you know, you don't need to go back to and talk about because the game's over. But um, I, I, I still see the Patriots winning this game. I picked them at the beginning of the at the uh, playoffs. I said it was going to be the, the Patriots and the Seahawks. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. I said pa- I said Packers. Um, they should have made it. <laughs> they should have made it, man. They should have made it. They, they they messed up, man. Packers messed up that game. Seattle, you know they win did. it. No, I think Packers gave it up more than the Seattle won it. I personally because some of the play calling was ridiculous. After the guy intercepted the ball towards the end of the game, it was about four and a half minutes. He dove to the ground as if he was like sealed the win. It's like, what are you doing? You have it looked like 15 to 20 yards ahead of you that you could have ran out on the sides. Now you're inside the 50. Now you have a couple of plays possibly to get a, a field goal. Now you're up by 10. Different storyline than opposed to what, what came out. Yeah. I mean, what we think what happened. Right. <laughs> right, because we never know. We never know. Right, exactly. I'm just saying it's like the Seahawks got a, got a gift and they cashed it in. And that's what good teams do. They take advantage of bad situations, and that's what makes them a good team. That's why they, they are where they are. I could semi-accept that. I just okay. think <laughs> Seattle was destined to win, be in a Super Bowl this okay. year. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean. At, and it was an interesting fact with both of them that their seasons both got turned around. You remember beginning of the season, they are talking about get rid of Belichick right. and Brady. And then, yeah, both of them, yeah, that, and then Seattle. But the game that turned them both around was Kansas City. Hmm. That's when both teams, both teams, (laughs) which is an interesting fact. Uh, Then you think you lose Percy Harvin, they don't have a chance, right? Well, some people did. I never wavered. I felt like New England's New England. They'll do what they'll do, whether it's legal or illegal. (laughs) I'm not to judge, and just this whole fiasco. Uh, with the uh, deflated ball, I crushed them though. They crushed them. Yeah, I mean, but I will say this. And, you know, and I've started bottom up in the NFL, uh, starting off with equipment. In fact, the guy that's going to be in charge of the Super Bowl balls is uh, Tony Metlin, and that's uh, was the guy that I started off working with with the Bears for the first three months before I moved up to chain. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. And so, uh, <laughs> so to even with that and knowing how people cared for the balls and things like that, because early on I was with Eric Kramer and, and Rick Meyer and Kay McNown. And so every guy has their different things. And, you know, um, it's just pretty ironic. And, you know, going into the story, uh, of course, you have you have the connection with John. Har- OK, you have the connection with John Harbaugh. Right. And uh, Chuck Pagano and John Harbaugh. Supposedly, they said, hey, be on the lookout. New England. You know, we noticed some stuff. Interesting. And, you know, because Chuck worked at Baltimore. Right. With John. Okay. And so then when Vontae David or whomever that was got the interception brought to the sideline, then you have one of their balls. And it's like, oh. It's just a different feel. Yeah. So, hey, Chuck, you know, and this is what happened. The equipment guy went to Chuck. Hey, what you, what we were warned about, this is going on. So then, and I wish I could get, I know the equipment, one of the equipment managers for the Ravens. I wanted to get him on and talk to him, but I know he's not going to talk to us. But long story short, getting that stuff out there. And then uh, so Chuck called the GM. The GM called NFL head of uh, officiating, and then that's when they got it at halftime. Wow. So is it just by chance 11 of the 12? 
No, I probably not. And somebody showed me a story. It was a, a line that is, I think, once they got caught in the spy gate, and once they, I think, they believe they started doing the deflating of the balls, that there have been less fumbles on Patriots' yeah. side. There's, you know, like different things. But they haven't won anything since then either, since Spygate. Yeah, and I think Tom Brady's stock went down with his credibility after he did the interview. Before, everyone believed him. Right. But then afterwards, <laughs> they didn't. And then when they went and went back, when they changed the rule for the quarterbacks to be able to have their own footballs, they, the ball, the, uh, PSI that they found the balls at were exactly what Tom Brady said he likes to play with the football at. But there's a, there's a level of where you 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 can you can do it a little bit, right? Yeah, you, you can. It's like twelve nine, and then or you know, uh, and then it went down to twelve five. So you know, it, it, it it's pretty ironic, right. that, that the level of balls low. were at at the very bottom. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean that's. I, what do you do? I mean, there's nothing you can do. It is, it's where we're at. It's just another black guy in the NFL. Is it um, an asterisk next to the uh, Patriots? It's, you know, uh, what is it? What, how do you handle it? Well, I think part of, part of it is, too, is to create a, a storyline. You know. Like what, like the WWE? I mean, <laughs> you know, it's just keeping. Something it, to talk about? Something to talk about. Because so, as long as there's something to talk about, good. For, for two weeks. Two weeks. It, it, a right. bad press is good press for some people. Well, think about it. every every game so far, every week I should say of the uh, the NFL playoffs has been controversy, <laughs> hasn't it? <laughs> oh, I mean, my. every single look at the the the, uh, the Cowboys. Well, that was the second. No, that's the first game, right? Where they got away with one, um, and then the next week they got screwed, <laughs> or you know, however you yeah. look at it. Um, and then the championship game with the deflated balls. Yeah, I mean, there was something going on. Ray uh, Austin often cause it as the world turns. <laughs> it's like, what's happening this right. week in the NFL? Right. I mean, you lived it. You were involved in, in franchises. It was never this publicized. People didn't have uh, smartphones and things like that. But in the end, it's football, sports, right. or it's entertainment. True. I mean, maybe that's what Belichick knows, I mean, in a sense, to take advantage of that situation. And the, the reality, like Richard Sherman said, what are they going to do? They're going to, they're going to, the NFL is actually looking a little bit less credible in this situation, too. Some things going on. But at the end of the day, are you going to take away their draft picks? Well, they're going to pick 32 anyway right. or whatever. Right. Uh, it's not going to yeah, them. So, so they're going to the second round. Are you going to, you know, find Brady $50,000? He'll appeal it. Then you're going to find Belichick. He'll appeal it. Or, you know, then find the organization. Right. And you're talking about Kraft, who's probably one or more liked owners of the NFL. <laughs> it's it's pretty interesting. He's got to sell his ring to Vladimir Putin again or something like that. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, it is. It is. I mean, but uh, what are you going to do with, with that? That's the whole idea. Exactly. So there's no point. This whole year of the NFL has been... I mean, and I hate, again, to use the word black eye, but I mean, just how it started <laughs> to where we're ending here. I mean, let's just scratch 2014 out of the books. See, I think it was a win for them. They needed these storylines, even though there were bad news, but it made it more relative than any other sport. Like basketball, LeBron's back, it's blah. Right. Kobe's out, blah. <laughs> and, LeBlanc, and, Le- and, and LeBron, he's awful. That yeah. team is awful. The Jets. It's proving what he just can't do anyway. Yeah, well, the Yankees. Or the Jets, right. I mean, I'm sorry, but the Yankees. Right. 
that's baseball biggest storyline <laughs> and Jeter's gone. So you're thinking that there's manufactured stories in a sense to kind of keep the interest level going even through the offseason for baseball. I mean – it's uh, something I, I, that always will be. I think when you're dealing with that, that many people in that kind of a society, which is so segregated from everybody else in the world, it's a you know, rich athletes living this world. It's, it is fascinating. It is soap opera-like. But do you think, for me, I think this has been magnified much larger than any other time in Yeah, I, th- I think you're right, man. I mean, it's only going to get more magnified. I, I mean, especially <laughs> you have the housewife shows, you have <laughs> – you know, the NBA, you know, and those things, it's reality TV. Right. And, oh, yeah, exactly. And so right now, what's the hottest trend? Reality TV. And <laughs> even now, like, even just seeing the stuff, the NFL, they're going Instagram crazy. I'm, <laughs> I'm seeing the ESPN group, and they're selfieing on the stage and right. stuff like I mean, it's hilarious. Right. But that's the world we live in now. And so I think it's rel- uh, just being uh, parallel to everything that's going on. You know, I mean, you can look, you can look at it too, and just say, you know, that's the way it is. We, I mean, we're gonna have to roll with it because going against it is only gonna be bad for you. I think. Yeah, like it's gonna kill <laughs> right. the sport. Like Tiger Woods becomes relative right. again because his tooth is missing. <laughs> I mean, you know, right? I, and they're focusing on that, but on the real thing is the Super Bowl, the bit largest single event. And sports around the world yearly. Right. So going with this, I'm going to take Seattle 32 over New England 28. Wow, that's a pretty high scoring game. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to go New England 22 and Seattle 16. Hmm. I feel it's going to be low. I just feel like New New England's got a little bit more. Cheating power. Um, <laughs> they might be able to get a little bit of an edge for them. Wait, you forgot. <laughs> Pete Carroll has some national championship rings at USC for right. not exactly following policy. Yeah, Pete Carroll's a cheater too. Yes, I remember uh, growing up in LA. I remember Pete Carroll. All, I remember all the stories about him for sure. Uh, you're right. So you got a couple shady guys going against each other here. So pick your shade. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you and by the way, you know the the uh, waste management open is in town which is the PGA event. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this real quick. All right. Waste management, does that sound mafia-related? <laughs> I'm not one to gossip. <laughs> I'm just saying. But, you know, Joey Bacalou yeah. and, and the guys in Big Tuna. Yeah. I mean, if you ask them, you're like, hey, where do you work? Let's, say, Let's just say I work in... Uh, waste management. Thank you. <laughs> we got the contracts. <laughs> <laughs> we'll meet you on hole 19. <laughs> There is no hole. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, man, it was great having you yeah, on. Man, I enjoyed it. Ray, we hope that, you know, Get that well. your pregnancy is, <laughs> you know, getting better and the birth to whatever you're giving birth to changes. <laughs> man, we miss you. Hey, everyone, enjoy the uh, Super Bowl ve- festivities. We will talk to you next week. Welcome to the Man Cave. Thanks, Judy. Peace out. Thank you. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. What sets apart voiceamerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main voiceamerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are. In the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at Voice America TRN or twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to J.D. Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Yo, yo, yo. Wake up. In the man cave, my boy Ray they messed around and got some Ebola uh, or something else. You know, it could have been going back to those days in college in Tennessee. You know, what happens in Tennessee stays in Tennessee, Ray. Uh, but anyway, uh, this, wow, it, it's amazing all that's going on here in Arizona this week with the Super Bowl. And if you go back to our week one, you can hear where I predicted it would be New England versus Seattle. Uh, but it's just with the uh, Waste Management Classic and Pro Bowl, I mean, this place is just absolutely crazy. So we don't have Ray here, but what we do, who we do have in here today that's always here and kind of the backbone of this operation we call here uh, the Man Cave, we got my boy Kev. Kev, go ahead, get some love. What's up, man? How you doing? Man, I'm doing, doing, doing <laughs> well. Got, got a little neck, neck pain, but no, I'm yeah, doing I, well. Yeah, you'll, I know. That's tough, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah, Phoenix has turned into this explosion of uh, just parties, I guess you could say, you know. It's funny because I was watching the uh, ABC TV channel we have out here, and uh, they had the party patrol, the ABC 15 party patrol. Oh, wow. They're going around to tell you all about the great parties that you're not invited to. 
I, I, I plan on sneaking on into a couple parties if I feel better. Yeah, well, I hope so. Yeah, yeah, you should be able to. Yeah, well, I can't get in one of those parties though. Well, you, know you might, you might with your credentials. One of the parties <laughs> I'm talking about getting into. But why don't you tell everybody our fan base about yourself and what you do? Yeah, right on. I've been in uh, radio for about uh, 15 years now, and I uh, worked for ESPN Radio affiliate here in Phoenix, Arizona. For a few years, and uh, that's kind of where I get my sports background. But uh, I've done some radio also on the music end, and I do, I'm an aspiring comedian. I do uh, stand up comedy. You do stand up comedy? Uh-huh. Oh, I got I to gotta <laughs> talk to you. My brother is a stand up comedy. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, he does some stuff. Where at? Uh, in Chicago, Baton. Oh, nice. uh, I actually had him do something here a few years back with uh, Brubman from the fifth, fifth floor okay. from Martin. Oh, nice. Uh, and Honest John. And, uh, okay. So, I know yeah. those names, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. On, yeah man. But, I, I mean, the music. What are you, Barry Manilow? Man? <laughs> 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 well, I'm not that way. I mean. Okay. I'm just making sure. <laughs> I, I tan easy, man. Uh, <laughs> I know I bury Mandel. I mean, look, who doesn't like Mandy? Who doesn't like, you know, I think it looks like we made it. No, nothing? Doesn't inspire you at all? <laughs> it inspires me to, <laughs> like, I'm going to my final resting place. <laughs> no, uh, my, the music I worked for station-wise, it was an alternative rock station uh, focusing on independent artists. Uh, new, you know, what I like to say is tomorrow's music today. Okay. Um, they let me play around with it here on the Voice America Network on Saturday. So for a little cheap plug, I do a show called uh, Going Global with Gas Man every uh, Saturday from one to three, and I focus a lot on the uh, local music scene here in Phoenix, Arizona, and artists uh, from around the world, really. Oh, that's what's up. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah, and uh, uh, comedians, too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, tell about what you do here. Okay. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to brag about you. I want you to brag about yourself. All right. So basically, the <laughs> idea of what we do or what I do, and, and uh, the uh, four other engineers that I what my job title is. Um, if you watch the TV show Frasier, remember mm-hmm. Super Frasier? We're we're like Roz. Okay. Okay. We're on the other side of the glass, making the show run, and and give, you know making sure you go to break on the right time, and when we close out the show, playing the music or any of the other clips you like, uh, we're we're that person. So he keeps us in line. But yeah. uh, <laughs> getting getting into the uh, festivities that's going on, uh, I had I was fortunate last week to go to the Pro Bowl. Nice. Met up with my boy, former Chicago Bear and Can- uh, Canadian football player Todd McMillan uh, and Frank Sanders, Arizona great. Uh, we watched the game. I don't know if I – I wish I could get that time back personally. Pro Bowl, I mean, it was one of those on a bucket list. Oh, okay. But it's not even a game, is it? It's tag. <laughs> You're right. Okay, that's a good call. I mean, yeah. I think I would have been better off going to the Celebrity Flag Football <laughs> Saturday than – Than that game. Than that game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think some of those guys on the uh, flag football – Dante Culpepper, Doug Flutie, those guys are going to be out there with something to prove still. Right. Whereas these dudes are like, I'm trying to save my pay, you know, my paycheck, well, like Brent Grimes' wife. Okay, but let's get real, okay? All right, the game's at the end of January. The next se- part of the season doesn't start till August. So you're going to have plenty of room to, to heal up. So I think they should play a little bit harder. Well, the NFL tried to make it more incentive with it, uh, and that's part of the thing with – you know, even making the, you know, testing out the goalpost and uh, trying to make the cash incentive a little bit more. But let's be real. You're, you have the, you had the player fantasy draft on Wednesday. Right. So. Did you like that? It's good in theory, but to me, you need cohesion. If you want a good product, that's not the way to go. Right. Unless you do it way early. And 
I still, I'm still one for the Pro Bowl being after the Super Bowl. Okay, was it before? It would be, was it after it was right? For, yeah, for, for many years. Right. Yeah, okay. Until the last like three or four years. Right. Right. They moved it beforehand. So yeah. what's the benefit of that? Just well, that that bye week to make sure we're still, you know, still fed, feeding fed the art, be- right. feeding the beast, and and that's one of the things. So uh, Hawaii, you look in the stands. There's you, me, you, me, me, you, <laughs> us. Whereas here, that son of a gun sold out. Right. And you saw all those jerseys of different teams being represented. And right. it, I mean, it was a packed house. Like, nosebleeds were going for like $200. Yeah, it's just a showcase game is what it is. Yeah. But so the NFL, they like to make that money. Right. So they're going to continue it because it's like, wow, you had some local guys, you had, you know, that played. Right. And. It sold out right before Super Bowl, so you didn't have to get another stadium. You pretty much had a prelude to what's to come Sunday. Uh, from a security standpoint, I thought that was bad. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm curious on why they didn't use another field in a sense that, I mean, yeah, because you're using the same field for the Super Bowl a week later. Yeah, that seems like a, uh, a lot of double work. Uh, yeah, I didn't feel you like— You should have used ASU. Well, you could have, yeah, you could have gone somewhere else, a bit more fun, a bit outdoors, you know, a lot more— I don't know, I just think they could have utilized it better as opposed to putting everything— because, I mean, Glendale is losing money. <laughs> everything from what they say. I saw an article. Yeah, they're, they're, I, they're losing money. No one wants to stay in Glendale. Everyone's going to downtown Phoenix. Everyone's going to, to Scottsdale. So why not move one of those Pro Bowl games to somewhere in that well, area? Well, here's the thing, too, with Glendale. Had they— Built more parking space, right. where and had the hotels uh, let the booking, you know, blocked out the book, booking. Right, Glendale would have made money. Right, I mean, Glendale should be making money. It should be, and they, they'll do it like the next time they'll have the casino open uh, and all the stuff that's going there. Right, it, I mean, in that area, they they just have to partner up with the other cities and get it done. Right. Well, and the, the story I saw was from last week, anyway. So I mean, that was before even this, the Pro Bowl was played. So now we have, we're in the middle of the week. So everyone's coming into town now. So who knows? I mean, I'm sure be singing a different tune. Yeah. And that's the thing when you're, I've been out and about like last night, I had the opportunity to go to, um, the, uh, retired players, uh, gathering where like, uh, Michael Haynes and, Andre Reed, or, you know, Michael Haynes was right, there in his yellow jacket. Names. I remember these names. Yeah, you know, <laughs> nice. and you're seeing them, uh, Larry Sinners and uh, Jerome Daniels that played for the Cardinals and Frank Sander- Sanders again and a lot of other guys I don't know their names, <laughs> which probably buffoons me because usually I'm one that knows a lot of the guys' names. Right. But it was good, and even, like, artists like C.C. Penniston and stuff like that. So you're just seeing uh, a lot of people and a lot of interaction uh, – it's, it's a good vibe. It's, it's fun. Great yeah, vibe. Yeah. It's just tougher, like, I mean, because you know you're getting yourself into this big, huge pile of people no matter where you're going. I mean, it's a huge event, and it's going to be packed. So how do you tell the average person, hey, you should come down and hang out? It's tough, isn't it? I mean, no, well, I don't think so. No? I think I think it's a great opportunity because it's like all these different things where there's free events. Right. Uh, ESPN has their whole thing where you can go out there, and I was fortunate to get out there and – uh, talk to Ryan Clark and Ray Lewis and Ryan Tannehill and just seeing the behind the scenes, even though we're like involved in the industry right. and been on the other sides of it. But from a production standpoint, I just thought, wow, it's great. And people could see it and you'll see probably me in the background. I wasn't acting crazy. <laughs> uh, but, 
you know, neat. but yeah, and, and especially for kids, I, right. like this is the part where I wish that my family lived here uh, for my <laughs> nephews. Kids, yeah. Oh man, my nephews would have just been football overdose. Right. <laughs> I mean, because they're giving away all kinds of things. Uh, the the food, the vin, uh, vendors are everywhere. Right. I mean, you every parking lot is taken over by something for a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's an amazing event. I mean, that's what they're trying to do. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I've uh, never really experienced the whole thing. Even the last time I was here in town, which was what, about? 2008. Five, okay, 2008. Um, I stayed away from that whole area. <laughs> really? And I grew up in L.A. We always had the Super Bowl there every five years, whatever like that. And I just always avoided it. It's just, you know, it's one of those things. I just For me only, you know, and I love football. Don't get me wrong. I love football. I grew up a big, huge football fan, but um, – I mean, unless I have a ticket to get in, I just don't feel like I want to go there. It's weird. I don't know. That's me, though. Yeah, I went went, 2008. I wasn't living here at that time. I actually went over there because I wanted to see the stadium finally being done uh, because I saw it, like, when they were in the process of making it and walked around, went to the NFL, like, basically the Play 60 event or or NFL experience, which now is downtown. Um, So it's a lot different now living here and like, man, and everything is kind of the good and bad is all scattered all over. Right. (laughs) Uh, I mean, but I guess that's good for everybody across the valley because the valley is big. It's big. Right. Uh, And just imagine like downtown isn't prepared for anything more than what it has. So it's kind of like, you know, like in the World Cup. Like when the World Cup comes into the country, they're all over the country. There's like when we had it here, there was games in Seattle, L.A. Like you know, so here when you're microcosm it down to a small city or a city like Phoenix, here comes the Super Bowl. That's like a World Cup in a sense. All these events for two weeks are splattered all around the valley. Exactly. And, yeah. and, well, now the good thing is, it's some good storylines to me with this uh, Super Bowl. You have Russell Wilson, which from the beginning when he was coming out of Wisconsin. When I was doing a show with Darnell Autry, oh, nice. <laughs> right before the draft, and Darnell can uh, cooperate the story, I said, Russell Wilson will be the still of the draft. He will have a better career than those other two. Nice. And I was like, he'll have a Super Bowl ring faster. And Darnell was like, you got you got a crush on this guy. <laughs> I was like, I don't get down like that. <laughs> but I will say he's everything that you will want. Right. I mean, the con- consummate professional. Um, he knows this more in, than just football. Right. And then you pair him up with a Marshawn Lynch, who I am loving him. You know I'm here today. <laughs> you know I'm here today. He was like, I'm here, so I won't get fined. Nice. Thanks for asking. Thanks for asking. <laughs> you know, I mean, and then you have Tom Brady. <laughs> I have a cold. <laughs> I have a cold. Uh, let the air out of my ball. I'm sorry, my throat. You know, right? It, you're just not buying the Patriots this year. I look. I mean, I, I you're, uh, you might be watching too many State Farm commercials when it comes to Russell Wilson. <laughs> no, but I I agree with you. I'm, I no, I totally agree with you. He is a solid. His demeanor on field, his demeanor off field. It's very professional. It's very unique to see someone like that who's that young to be. Um, I guess so good at what he does. You know, and to, to receive all that accolade and still be kind of at least what it seems down to earth and everything like that. Yeah, but. I mean, I don't know, man. If they play the way they did against the Green Bay Packers, they're going to lose against the Patriots. See, I don't see, foresee it being that way um, with a, a, against the Patriots. One of the things is this young man doesn't get shaken. I mean, you go back to the Packers. 
four interceptions, most guys, most coaches is yanking at quarterback. Right. And most young quarterbacks can't persevere. But you're talking about a guy that went from another D1 school to a primarily running school, Wisconsin, and became captain in spring ball. He beat out the former starter and took over at, and not only took the position and took starter. So it says a lot about his character. Uh, but as a team, I think that it, anyone that ma- – I think Seattle matches better with New England than anyone else in the league. And the reason why I say this is this is how you get Tom Brady. You, ru- you pass rush four. You have Cam Chancellor, who's a huge defensive back, that can line up and play with Gronkowski. He's one of the few guys in the league that can actually match up. And then you have Sherman and everybody else balling. The only thing is the passing game. If they can have a consistent passing game, then I think it's not going to be as nice as people think. But Talk about the Patriots having a good passing game? Uh, no, Seattle. Okay. If they're consistent, right. Doug Baldwin and them. Just, I mean, they're not as strong in that in that aspect. You know, losing Percy Harvin was big for them right. because you lo- you lost the vertical threat. You know, I liked when I've coached uh, being a coordinator. I want a guy that can take the top off the ceiling. That's what we call it. Those guys that can run and ma- make safeties uncomfortable, so they're not looking down in the box. They're ready to rock and roll. Right, right. Um, I don't know, man. I uh, I mean, I like Seattle. Yeah, because you have now you have two weeks to prepare for a team again. I think it will match up well. Um, I think they were caught a little flat against the the Packers uh, when they won. But, yeah, their defense was just totally keeping them in that game. I think Packers made a few mistakes that, you know, you don't need to go back to and talk about because the game's over. But um, I, I, I still see the Patriots winning this game. I picked them at the beginning of the at the uh, playoffs. I said it was going to be the, the Patriots and the Seahawks. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. I said pa- I said Packers. Um, they should have made it. <laughs> they should have made it, man. They should have made it. They, they they messed up, man. Packers messed up that game. Seattle, you know didn't they win did. it. No, I think Packers gave it up more than the Seattle won it. I personally because some of the play calling was ridiculous. After the guy intercepted the ball towards the end of the game, it was about four and a half minutes. He dove to the ground as if he was like sealed the win. It's like, what are you doing? You have looked like 15 to 20 yards ahead of you that you could have ran out on the sides. Now you're inside the 50. Now you have a couple of plays possibly to get a, a field goal. Now you're up by 10. Different storyline than opposed to what, what came out. Yeah. I mean, what we think what happened. Right. <laughs> right, because we never know. We never but, know. Right, exactly. I'm just saying it's like the Seahawks got a, got a gift and they cashed it in. And that's what good teams do. They take advantage of bad situations, and that's what makes them a good team. That's why where they, they are where they are. I could semi-accept that. I just okay. think <laughs> Seattle was destined to win, be in a Super Bowl this okay. year. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean. At, and it was an interesting fact with both of them that their seasons both got turned around. You remember beginning of the season, they were talking about get rid of Belichick right. and Brady. And then yeah, both of them, yeah. And then Seattle. But the game that turned them both around was Kansas City. Hmm. That's when both teams, both teams, (laughs) which is an interesting fact. Uh, Then you think you lose Percy Harvin, they don't have a chance, right? Well, some people didn't. I never wavered. I felt like New England is New England. They'll do what they'll do, whether it's legal or illegal. (laughs) I'm not to judge, and just this whole fiasco. Uh, with the the deflated ball, I crushed them though. They crushed them. Yeah, I mean, but I will say this. 
And, you know, and I've started bottom up in the NFL, uh, starting off with equipment. In fact, the guy that's going to be in charge of the Super Bowl balls is uh, Tony Metlin, and that's uh, was the guy that I started off working with with the Bears for the first three months before I moved up to chain. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. And so, uh, <laughs> so to even with that and knowing how people care for the balls and things like that, because early on I was with Eric Kramer and, and Rick Meyer and Kay McNown. And so every guy has their different things, and you know, um, it's just pretty ironic. And you know, going into the story, uh, of course, you have you have the connection with John. Har- okay, you have the connection with John Harbaugh, right. And uh, Chuck Pagano, and John Harbaugh supposedly they said, "Hey, be on the lookout, New England." You know, we noticed some stuff. Interesting. And you know, because Chuck worked at Baltimore. Right. With John. Okay. And so then when Vontae David or whomever that was got the interception brought to the sideline, then you have one of their balls. And it's like, oh. It's just a different feel. Yeah. So, hey, Chuck, you know, and this is what happened. Equipment guy went to Chuck. Hey, what you what we were warned about, this is going on. So then, and I wish I could get, I know the equipment, one of the equipment managers for the Ravens. I want to get him on and talk to him, but I know he's not going to talk to us. But long story short, getting that stuff out there. And then uh, so Chuck called the GM. The GM called NFL head of uh, officiating, and then that's when they got it at halftime. Wow. So is it just by chance 11 out of 12? No, probably not. And somebody showed me a story. It was a line that is, I think once they got caught in the spy gate, and once they, I think they believe they've started doing the deflating of the balls, that there have been less fumbles on Patriots' yeah. side. There's, you know, like different things. But they haven't won anything since then either, since Spygate. Yeah, and I think Tom Brady's stock went down with his credibility after he did the interview. Before, everyone believed him. Right. But then afterwards, <laughs> they didn't. And then when they went and went back, when they changed the rule for the quarterbacks be able to have their own footballs, they the ball, the uh PSI that they found the balls at were exactly what Tom Brady said he likes to play with the football at. But there's a, there's a level of where you you, you can you can do it a little bit, right? Yeah, you, you can. It's like twelve nine, and then or you know, uh, and then it went down to twelve five. So you know, it, it it's pretty ironic right. that the level right, balls level. were at at the very bottom. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean that's. I, what do you do? I mean, there's nothing you can do. It is, it's where we're at. It's just another black guy in the NFL. Is it um, an asterisk next to the uh, Patriots? It's, you know, uh, what is it? How do you handle it? Well, I think part of, part of it is, too, is to create a, a storyline. You know. Like what, like the WWE? I mean, <laughs> you know, it's just keeping. Something it, to talk about? Something to talk about. Because S- as long as there's something to talk about, good. For, for two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> It, 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 a right. bad press is good press for some people. Well, think about it. every every game so far, every week I should say of the uh, the NFL playoffs has been controversy, <laughs> hasn't it? <laughs> oh, I mean, my. every single you get the the the, uh, the Cowboys. Well, that was the second. No, that's the first game, right? Where they got away with one, um, and then the next week they got screwed, <laughs> or you know, however you yeah. want to look at it. Um, and then the championship game with the deflated balls. Yeah, I it, mean, there was something going on. Ray uh, Austin often cause it as the world turns. It's like, what's happening this right. week in the NFL? Right. I mean, you lived it. You are involved in, in franchises. It was never this publicized. People didn't have uh, smartphones and 
things like that. But in the end, is football sports right. or is entertainment? True. I mean, maybe that's what Bill Check knows. I mean, in a sense, to take advantage of that situation. And the, the reality, like Richard Sherman said, what are they going to do? They're going to. They're going to. The NFL is actually looking a little bit less credible in this situation too. Some things going on, but. At the end of the day, are you going to take away their draft picks? Well, they're going to pick 32 anyway right. or whatever. Right. Uh, it's not going to happen. Yeah, them uh, so, so they're going second round. Are you going to, you know, find Brady $50,000, he'll appeal it. Then you're going to find Belichick, he'll appeal it. Or, you know, then find an organization. Right. And you're talking about Kraft, who's probably one or more liked owners of the NFL. <laughs> it's it's pretty interesting. He's got to sell his ring to Vladimir Putin again or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it is. It is. I mean, but uh, what are you going to do with, with that? That's the whole idea, exactly. So there's no point. This whole year of the NFL has been I mean, and I hate, again, to use the word black eye, but I mean, just how it started <laughs> to where we're ending here. I mean, let's just scratch 2014 out of the books. See, I think it was a win for them. They needed these storylines, even though they were bad news, but it made it more relative than any other sport. Like basketball, LeBron's back. It's blah. Right. Kobe's out, blah. <laughs> and, LeBlanc, and, Le- and, and LeBron, he's awful. That yeah. team is awful. The Jets. He's proving what he just can't do anyway. Yeah, well, the Yankees. Or the Jets, right. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, but the Yankees. Right. That's baseball's biggest storyline. <laughs> And Jeter's gone. So you're thinking that there's manufactured stories, in a sense, to kind of keep the interest level going, even through the offseason for baseball. I mean, it's uh, uh, something I, I, that, that always will be. I think when you're dealing with that, that many people in that kind of a society, which is so segregated from everybody else in the world, it's a, you know, rich athletes living this world. It's, it is fascinating. It is soap opera-like. But do you think, for me, I think this has been magnified much larger than any other time in yeah, I, th- I think you're right, man. I mean, it's only going to get more magnified. I mean, especially <laughs> you have the housewife shows, you have, you know, the NBA, you know, and those things, it's reality TV. Right. And, oh, yeah, exactly. And so right now, what's the hottest trend? Reality TV. And even now, like, even just seeing the stuff, the NFL, they're going Instagram crazy. I'm, <laughs> I'm seeing the ESPN group, and they're selfieing on the stage and right. stuff like that. I mean, it's hilarious. Right. But that's. The world we live in now, and so I think it's uh, just being pre- uh, parallel to everything that's going on. You know, I mean, you can look, you can look at it too, and just say, you know, that's the way it is. We, I mean, we're gonna have to roll with it because going against it is only gonna be bad for you. I think. Yeah, like it's gonna kill <laughs> right. the sport. Like Tiger Woods becomes relative right. again because his tooth is missing. <laughs> I mean, you know, right? I, and they're focusing on that, but on the real thing is. The Super Bowl, the bit largest single event in sports around the world yearly. Right. So going with this, I'm going to take Seattle 32 over New England 28. Wow, that's a pretty high scoring game. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to go New England 22 and Seattle 16. Hmm. I feel it's going to be low. I just feel like New New England's got a little bit more. 
cheating power. Um, <laughs> they might be able to get a bit of an edge for him. Wait, you <laughs> forgot Pete Carroll has some national championship rings at USC for right. not exactly following policy. Yeah, Pete Carroll's a cheater too, yes. I remember uh, growing up in L.A., I remember Pete Carroll. I remember all the stories about him for sure. Uh, you're right. So you got a couple shady guys going against each other here. So pick your shade. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you do. And by the way, you know, the, the uh, Waste Management Open is in town which is the PGA event. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this real quick. All right. Waste management, does that sound mafia-related? <laughs> I'm not one to gossip. <laughs> I'm just saying. But, you know, Joey Bacalou yeah. and, and the guys in Big Tuna. Yeah. I mean, if you ask them, you're like, hey, where do you work? Say, Let's just say I work in... Uh, Waste management. Thank you. <laughs> we got the contracts. <laughs> <laughs> we'll meet you on hole 19. <laughs> There is no hole. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, man, it was great having you yeah, on. Man, I enjoyed it. Ray, we hope that, you know, yeah, that well. your pregnancy is, <laughs> you know, getting better and the birth to whatever you're giving birth to changes. <laughs> man, we miss you. Hey, everyone, enjoy the uh, Super Bowl ve- festivities. We will talk to you next week. Welcome to the Man Cave. Thanks, Judy. Peace out. Thank you. <laughs> All right, we're just about out of here, but make sure you come on back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. East, 3 p.m. West for another edition of The Man Cave with J.D. Harris and Ray Austin on the Voice America Sports Channel. See you soon. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.